Hello and welcome to the Field Goals Podcast. I'm Brandon Schultz. It is Monday morning and the Seahawks are coming off of a victory on Sunday. We only got to feel it once on a Monday in September. And already we're starting off October on a good note as the Seahawks get the 28-21 win. Down in Santa Clara, the Seahawks score 21 points in the second half after getting off to a very slow start, five three and outs to start this game. And not only was it a big win because of the fact that the Seahawks were coming off of a two-game losing streak, but it was a big win because it was against a division rival in the San Francisco 49ers. And after this win on Sunday, Coach Carroll spoke to the media and shared his thoughts on the performance. This was a really good game for us today, and there was a, we were really challenged, and, and we had we started so poorly on um, both sides of the ball, and uh, and then <clears throat> it took us some time to get going, and uh, but but what happened today was uh, was really hopefully really important for us is we just. We talked about how we were going to keep hanging no matter what happened. We were going to keep hanging and keep hanging. It didn't matter what the, what the game felt like or looked like. And we, we needed every bit of it before it was over. And uh, so the, the the span in the middle of the game when the defense, the offense scored four out of five times, the defense once eight straight drives without giving up a point, that's when the game was, was controlled for us and turned around. And, and fortunately, we were able to take advantage of that. Um, so it's it's always fun to come down down here too and and uh, and, and play. You know, it's, we're not in San Francisco, but it's still we call them San Francisco Niners, and so it's always fun to get that done too. The most important improvement Pete Carroll noted was on third downs. The Seahawks stopping the 49ers on two of fourteen third down attempts. Now they did give up three of four fourth down attempts, but they did improve on their third down efficiency. And Coach Carroll took note. We played really complimentary ball with Russian coverage, and uh, that's why we you know we were two for they were two for fourteen on third down. It's a huge stat for us, a huge stat and a huge turnaround, and and one that was uh, was really that's the story of the game. And and uh, it you know we've seen last week you know it's it's the story in the opposite direction, but this was the story of the game. And guys came through. We had breakups. We had rushes. We had sacks. We had all everything that it took to get that done. Balls knocked down, and. Uh, um, that was that's the factor in the game. We also got to see a little bit more of Ryan Neal in the secondary for the Seahawks this game. Pete thought he was a big factor and he came out of the game with four tackles. He had a pass defense, also had a tackle on special teams. Here's what Pete Carroll had to say about the factor Ryan Neal played for the Seahawks defense. We seemed to have a great game today and and uh that was, you know, it's just something looking at their tight end and how good he was. We just thought that the matchup might work out for us and, and help us a little bit. And uh, he had a beautiful game. I, I don't know how many wins, but I thought he had some breakups on on third downs uh, that were really, you know, in, huge for the game. I, th- I think Ryan is is really one of the classic guys in, in the years that we've been here that, that comes out of kind of nowhere. Um, you know, he was kicked around a little bit, and, and I think we got him from Atlanta. He was a corner at the time, I think, when we were looking at the film and, and – uh, and then we brought him in here, and he kind of hung in there and was able to play a little safety and his, from his background, a little corner, and back and forth. Uh, but he's very much like like Deshaun Shedd and, and kind of played a role like that. And um, But 
the reason I'm, I'm liking talking about him is because of him. He is a great competitor. He's a great practice player. He's a great inspiration to these guys. They love every everything about the guy because he's so tough and he cares so much. It's so important to him. He gives you everything he's got. I mean, he did a really good job for us a year ago, you know, in filling in for Jamal. And, and uh, so he, he, this is his best chance today. And sure enough, he came through again. And to, to me, he's like, uh, you know, he's like Doug and, and, and uh, Jermaine and, and those guys that kind of came out, and even even Sherman came out of nowhere, you know, as a fifth round pick. Those guys that were kind of seemed to be overlooked, but they just had the chip on their shoulder, and that he is right in there. And, and uh, guys like that are like that's the that's the heart and soul of what, what this program has always been. And so I'm, I'm thrilled to have a chance to talk about. Them. Thanks. Carroll also talked at length about the work of Neil's teammates in the secondary too. We, we made one huge error, obviously, and it was just a simple thing. It was a really bad mistake that gives them a huge touchdown play but other than that i thought they played pretty good and they were uh we were around the ball a, a lot today and, and uh i guess he's film, but they, but um i thought they hung in there pretty well um i just thought it was time you know <clears throat> i think you asked four straight weeks or three straight weeks and so i thought well you know okay you know um but it does take us time to gain, you know, gain the, the access to the guy. You know, you, you got to you got to know that he knows what's going on, you know, across the board. And I mean, look what happened. We made a big error today, too, you know, and, and uh, so we try to avoid that by buying time. And so but we, we really we, we grabbed him so that he would play and we want to see what he would do. And, and so we took a shot at it. And and I, I like the thought of putting DJ back on the other side where he, he played well last year. And uh, so, um, you know, it's it. There will be a lot more that you guys will write about it, this stuff over time. It, it's it's a work in progress, and it takes time to get this stuff right. And and uh, hopefully, um, you know, it's not too late. Flipping on over to the offensive side of the ball, here are Coach Carroll's offensive highlights for the game. I thought Russ was spectacular today. I thought um, in this attempt, uh, you know, it was so hard early, and uh, he just stayed the course, stayed with it, and and we really kind of recaptured a chance that it this game when you wouldn't think we, there was any way. It just didn't look like it was going to happen. And uh, he did a marvelous job at the line of scrimmage in this game. Uh, again, on the road with the crowd going crazy and all that. Um, we benefited from from stuff that he was able to do. And uh, and then there was just a couple plays that were just crazy. The scramble for the touchdown was great. The other spin scramble, I mean, that's just as good as you can get for Russ and, and uh, for Freddie to come through and make the catch down there. So um also thought that Alex Collins really gave us a, a spark today. He looked really good. And and uh, his touchdown run was a special run. It's a beautiful run. We couldn't see it as good until we got to look on the scoreboard. But um he had a really good day in, in, in compliment with uh, – with Chris and and so uh, we were able to to run the ball enough so that we could play off it and, and take advantage. Uh, DK and, and Tyler both have four four or five catches where it was and they came through in in in, in important times and uh, so anyway I thought I just I'm so proud of these guys the way they hung in there and came back and put the game back in order and then stayed in in, in one thing and uh, it's a beautiful job. And with that recap from Pete of all the top plays. Let's hear some of the biggest calls of the game, starting with the DK Metcalf touchdown. Here's Steve Rabel on the Seahawks radio network. Here comes the blitz. Russ throws inside. Ball is caught. DK makes the catch. Reaches for the goal line. Does he break the plane? Does he break the plane? He does. Touchdown, Seahawks. The Seahawks wait the entire half, and in the two-minute warning, they hit DK Metcalf inside for a 12-yard touchdown reception. That touchdown capped off an 80-yard drive near the end of the second quarter and tied up the game at 7-7. to Pete talked about what changed for the offense 
because that touchdown came after the offense went three and out on the first five drives of the game. You know, it's really the same plays that we call later on in the game, and, and we were able to execute better. And, and, and I think uh, as the game got going, our guys got a better feel, and Russ got a better feel for what he needed to do. That's why I'm telling you, he, and, and he won't tell you and what he's doing, and or I'll, I'll turn the mic off. But uh, he did; he had really good control as the game got going, and he was able to, to make calls that helped us, and so he put us in the best positions at times, and the guys really came through and took advantage of that. And that's all part of the system, but it, but it was it was really well orchestrated and when we really needed it. One of the surprises on the day was seeing rookie quarterback Trey Lance get the start in the second half, apparently due to an injury to Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't know if I buy that, but that's what they said. And Lance came into the game, completed 9 of 18 passes, 157 yards. He also rushed seven times for 41 yards. Here was Pete Carroll's reaction to the rookie's play against the Seahawks. He was really resourceful. He did a good job running. Um, was tough. And we, you know, we hit him pretty good on a couple of those runs, and, and uh, he bounced back. He, he's a good physical football player. And, um, you know, I, I'm sure that they, you know, you know, they wanted to get him to do all of the things that he does. He made a huge touchdown pass, you know. Well, we, we made a big mistake, but, but still he took advantage of it. And, uh, you know, so I thought, he did, I thought he did well. He was hard to deal with. Coming up next, we'll hear Russell Wilson's thoughts on winning his 100th career game in the NFL. So if you're on team, quarterback wins aren't a stat. Just prepare yourself now. It's something I'm going to talk about. So buckle up. Moving on now to the comments from the Seahawks quarterback, Russell Wilson. Here are his thoughts on reaching 100 career regular season wins and becoming the fastest quarterback in the NFL to do it in history. I'm excited about the next 100. You know, um, there's more championships. There's more things we want to do. There's more of this season that we have to do. And, uh, you know, I'm just fortunate, you know, to any young kid out there, too. I think about the hard work. Hard work pays off. You know, you have to do you have to put the work in. You know, there there is there's no mistake in the hard work and. A guy like Trevor Moad, you know, even though he's not here anymore, um, he would say the best is ahead. So that's what I believe the best is ahead. With so much success that we've seen from our quarterback, Russell Wilson, Russ is often attributing that to his mindset. Here was his response to being asked whether or not the idea of losing three in a row for the first time in his career was on his mind this week. I don't think about losing, you know, I, I just not not thinking about uh, losing three in a row, thinking about losing one, thinking about losing two. I, I just don't think about it. <laughs> it's not in my repertoire. It's not in my thought process, to be honest with you. I don't think about it. I just think about winning. Wilson also talked about how the team stayed positive despite those early struggles in the game. The number one thing is I always stay neutral. You're not, not trying to get too high, not trying to get too low. Something I really believe in. I think the second thing is, is that um, language is everything. Language controls you know, a lot, of, a lot of how we think about things and emotions and all that. So I think, you know, having uh, having a neutral mindset, but also having, you know, neutral language and speaking the truth. The truth is, is, okay, we've had some some three and outs, but the truth is it's just seven nothing. That's the score, you know? So let, let's go answer. Let's go find a way. Um, let's stay together no matter what it takes, and we're going to get it done. There, there is no other option. We're going to get it done, and, um, and that's what we were able to do. Another highlight on the day for the Seahawks was the performance of running back Alex Collins who finished the day with the team's longest play from scrimmage that really helped jumpstart the offense in that second quarter touchdown drive. 
Starting at their own 21st and 10. Russ, play fake, stops, throws, back shoulder, ball is caught. Heading down the near sidelines. It's Collins, knocked out of bounds, just short of the midfield stripe. Biggest play of the day for the Seahawks. Great play fake, finding Alex Collins on the near sidelines for 28 yards. That's the Seahawks' first first down of the day. That was a huge play. I mean, AC, Alex Collins did a tremendous job today. He had a sweet touchdown run, too. Um, he's just sweet feet back there, man. He's just able to make people miss and do some special things. Got the right attitude every day. And, uh, you know, a, a, a great group of running backs that can make a lot of plays. And uh, Chris Carson getting that huge first down and third and one and just some things that we were able to do in that drive. And then, obviously, shortly after, um, end up getting us to uh, AC's run, touchdown. He he does a great job of kind of scampering and just guys doing a great job blocking. And it was just a great, a great uh you know, I think the second half was a really great second half, and uh, we were able to do everything we wanted to. After Russell Wilson scrambled for a touchdown to put the Seahawks up 14-7 to in the second half, the 49ers fumbled the ensuing kickoff, and two plays later, Russ made them pay with a vintage moment of Russell Wilson doing Russell Wilson things. In motion is Swain from left to right. Play fake, look out. Russ tries to spin out of trouble. He does. Looks, he throws it near side. Reaching back, making a catch. Swain, touchdown, Seahawks. I don't believe it. Russell Wilson, how did you do that? In huge trouble, spins away from the defender and throws a strike to Freddie Swain in the front corner of the end zone. Russell was dead to rights, and yet he fires a shot. And the Seahawks go on top, a 13-yard touchdown laser to Swain. Let's hear Dwayne Brown's reaction to that play when he tracked down Russ on the sideline after that moment. I was speechless, man. You know, I just went to him and said, you know, you're bad in effort. You know, that was, that was my words to him. I, I really didn't have much to say. One of the best plays I've seen from him in my time here. Uh, and it's just, just commonplace, you know, for him. Russ was asked where that pass to Swain ranked among his favorite touchdown passes of his career. Uh, you know, I don't know. We've had some good plays in in, in, uh, in my career. Um, definitely a good one though. That was, it, it, you know, we, we had uh, you know Dante brushing off the edge there, and then uh, whenever you see Bosa right there next to you too, both of them right there, it's kind of uh oh, <laughs> you know, so one of those moments. Uh, but it was definitely uh, one of the top ten. I think that was a good one. Another big story of this game, particularly on defense, was that there was a changeup in the secondary. Trey Flowers was benched in favor of Sidney Jones, who was acquired from the Jacksonville Jaguars. He went to the University of Washington. You probably know that already because you listen to this show. But DJ Reed moved back to the side of the field. He played last season. And with all that in mind, let's hear from a few of the Seahawks defensive backs, starting with Sidney Jones, who said that he was told he'd have the starting job against San Fran early on this week, and here was his comments on how he thought his performance went. I think it was a good start. Um, everything wasn't perfect. Obviously, um, there's some things to clean up. Um, I have super high expectations for myself, so uh, it was a good start, but lots of fix, lots to correct. But team did well. Good win. Next up, let's hear from Quandre Diggs who had the first Seahawks interception of the season. He was also asked about his thoughts on Sidney Jones. I think he's a proven vet. I mean, he's been in the league a few years now, and he knows what's expected out of him. I think for us, it's just continue to communicate with him. Um, so when we do get in a heat of battle, you know what I mean? He knows exactly what he's doing, and we can't put him in those positions where he doesn't. So um, 
I think as time continues to go, you know, we'll get communi- better communication. And um, I think he'll be playing a lot better. And um, I'm excited to have him. You know, I've heard good things about him. He played with my with my, with my my homie Slade. So um, I kind of got the rundown on him. And, you know, I think uh, he's going to help us a lot. The biggest play from the 49ers on offense on Sunday was a 76-yard touchdown from Debo Samuel. Now, I want to say something because I talked to Rob Stats Guerrera ahead of this game. And one of the things I asked him about was if the Jerry Rice record of 163 yards in a game against the Seahawks would go down, it came awfully close. Debo Samuel, 156 yards. Now, don't no, don't go blaming me just because I brought it up that the fact that that coverage was blown on that particular play for the 76 yards. That is not on me. But 156 yards on the day, he was just seven yards short of tying that record with Jerry Rice. After the game, all the reporters wanted to know whose fault was it. Yes, we know it was Sidney Jones' fault, but Quandre Diggs isn't going to give up his teammate like that. I think I'm a snitch. <laughs> nah, I don't know. You know, we'll talk about it. We'll get it figured out. But, you know, I won't throw nobody under the bus and um, we'll get it worked out. I feel like if I was in, it would have been a little bit better communication. Not saying that they didn't, but um, it's my job to lead back there. And I wasn't out there. So I put that on me. And finally, to close this out, I thought we finally got to see some of the Jamal Adams that we've been waiting for this season. We got to see him put a big hit on George Kittle in the end zone to help break up a pass. We saw him flying around the middle of the field. He did have an impact on this game. And let's close this out with some excitement from safety Jamal Adams. Yeah, obviously, you know, we just uh, got our swagger and our confidence back. You know what I mean? And uh, that was kind of stated um, in an interview I, you know, said uh, before the game um, that, you know, things will change, you know, as far as our swagger and our confidence, uh, believing in one another. Um, and, you know, we came out and we proved that. Statistical leaders for the Seahawks on the day, Russell Wilson finished with 16 completions on 23 attempts, only 149 yards. They did have some short fields thanks to the turnover by special teams. You also had a big penalty on Tyler Lockett that helped move the team down the field. Russ had two passing touchdowns, one on the ground as he rushed four times for 26 yards. Leading rusher on the day, Alex Collins, 10 carries, 44 yards. And Chris Carson had 13 carries, 30 yards. DK Metcalf, four catches, 65 yards and a touchdown. He had eight targets on the day. And I think one of the things that people are going to be talking about that I'm going to be talking about after this game is the fact that DK had a couple passes that he should have come down with. I don't know if they're going to go into the stats as a drop, but a couple passes that I thought that he should have had for sure. Tyler Lockett, four catches on the day for 24 yards. The second leading receiver, though, with just two catches, 34 yards, was Alex Collins with that one big 28-yard reception. On the defensive side of the football, Bobby Wagner finished the day with 10 tackles. He also had Diggs, Sidney Jones, Jordan Brooks, and DJ Reed, all with seven tackles. Jamal Adams with six. And Quandre Diggs leading the defense with passes defensed with two. The Seahawks in total for the day had nine passes defensed, and those other seven were spread among seven different players. So very good to see that. Liking to see the Seahawks getting their hands on the football and knocking it away. That's going to do it for today's show. A big thanks to Wilson Kahn for helping to produce this episode. You can follow him on Twitter at Wilson underscore Kahn, C-O-N-N. 
And you know we're going to be doing three in, three out this week with Clinton Bonner. If you have some great plays from this game, if you also have some plays that you want to talk about and you want to throw an out on a particular player, use the hashtag 3i3o, tweet at Clinton Bon on Twitter, and we will get your feedback read on the show. So stay tuned for that. A lot up at fieldgoals.com. We've got cigar thoughts from Jackson Bevins. We've got winners and losers from Mookie Alexander. And we've got Stan Taylor, Daryl Taylor, no relation that I know of, and talking about how the second-year pass rusher is off to a really nice start with three sacks now in four games. So check that out, fieldgoals.com. Subscribe to the show. We'll be back here talking three in, three out with Clinton coming up next. And so until then, go Hawks. Go Hawks.